16-6. Here in Curry at two. Here comes Goodrow. High winding down. The pass across the floor. A tiny play by Clay Coleman in the final second of the period. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Joe Gillio with you. Joe O off to a weekend of baseball. Hope you guys are having a great one. And we got lightning bets coming up in a little bit here. So we'll get you set up for the entire night in the sporting world. A big game six tomorrow night in the NBA between the Hawks, the Bucks. And of course, we get a Stanley Cup game tonight. Alex Smith is going to join us right now. He's the co-host of Ice Guys, AX Smith Sports on Twitter. I'm a fellow, uh, my name and sports guy on Twitter. So I appreciate that. And um, we're going to talk to him right now. Alex, how you doing, man? Welcome to BetQL. Joe O said uh, to say hi to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always good to, to talk to you guys. And uh, yeah, good, good. I heard him uh, say you got to do some baseball stuff for the weekend. So uh, yeah, I hope he's doing well. Yes, he is. And uh, we're excited to have you here. And Alex, we're, we're hoping that we get a, a series here in the uh, Stanley Cup Finals. I'm not sure if we will. I'm not sure if this thing is over. When, when you look at the series right now, do you think the Canadians are dead or did you give them life heading into game three? No, I mean, it's pretty tough. You're talking about a Tampa Bay team, obviously the defending Stanley Cup champions, but if you go back in their history, the last time they've even had a four- or five-game losing streak, you have to look back to, of course, two seasons ago, they had the, one of the best seasons in, in NHL history. They ended up getting swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets in the first round. And then the last five-game losing streak in within any point of time was going back to 2014. So this is a team that doesn't lose a lot of games in a row. So the fact that Montreal down, uh, you know, two games, even though they're going home, this still seems like a, a very steep hill for them to climb right now. Yeah, it is. Alex, do you think there's any value here in, in trying to figure out how and when this ends, how many games here? When you can get the Lightning right now to sweep this at plus 185 to win in five, plus 200. If you think Montreal has life here, uh, 440, plus 440, Lightning in six. Uh, any value in, in trying to guess the number of games here with the Lightning up 2-0? Yeah, I would probably take a shot with Lightning in five games. I mean, at this point, you know, like I said, they are going back home. tonight. Uh, tonight's game is, is going to be paramount. they got to get out to a fast start. You know, the first couple of games, both teams just kind of felt each other out, and we saw the adjustments made in the second period. That's when the offense started to take over. But Montreal, if they want to have any chance of winning either game three or game four, they've got to jump on this Tampa Bay team early uh, and, and dictate the pace of the game because if they let Tampa Bay play with their speed and style, uh, it, it's going to be the hard for them to do. So that's going to be the biggest thing. I, I Like I said, it's going to be really tough. I'm staying away from sides. I've been playing a lot of these period totals uh, and, and making in-game wagers, and that's what's been, been working out for me because it's you know basically a game of adjustment. Look at the games. Don't look at them as one game, two games, three games. Got to look at this almost like a, a storyboard period by period. That's the way this, this series has gone so far. So, Alex, it's Paul. You've been all over these second period overs, the over one-and-a-half goals. It's hit in both games one and game two. What's your process on that? And also, is that something that's hit twice? You know, regardless of how the series goes, you're you're betting it the rest of the way. Yeah, more than likely. I'm, I mean, I'm on it tonight. I'm, I'm I probably will be riding it until we see some kind of different, uh, you know, differential change within the series. But the fact of the matter is this: that Tampa Bay is one of the best teams at making adjustments from the first period to the second period. Both these teams, like I mentioned, they aren't really fast starters te- technically. When you look back to going even to the regular season, uh, these are teams that they've kind of felt things out. And then the second period, we've seen the scoring open up 
Uh, like I said, for this game in particular, Montreal needs to try to open things up earlier. But even if they do that, let's say they take a one nothing lead going into, into intermission, that means Tampa Bay is going to be coming you know, out in the second period firing and ready to go. So I think we're definitely going to see some scoring. And you're, getting, you're only laying a dollar twenty to get you know, the over one and a half of the second period. I think that's a great spot here once again to try to get that second period over. Alex B. Smith, the Ice Guys, joining us here. BetQL Daily and the BetQL Network as we talk about the Stanley Cup Finals here. Game three in Montreal tonight. Uh, Alex, game two was a little bit different. Lower scoring early. It took a while for a goal to go through. Um, it was not the same kind of game as game one. What happened there? Was that just a, a one-off? Did Montreal adjust? What happened between game one and game two that early on game two much more tightly contested? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like I said, you you know it, it it's been this kind of feeling out process. We you know we saw a lot of chances uh, in like I said in game one where game two things started off really slow and there's a lot of physicality. Obviously, you know these are two teams that you know they are familiar with each other. Keep in mind when it's the regular uh, you know season, uh, you know a, a regular format and, and a regular alignment. These two teams are division rivals, so uh, you know they they went back in 2015 and played in the playoffs. These two teams have seen each other more often than not. Obviously, things were changed with the pandemic and the shortened schedule. So these two teams don't really like each other. And so we're seeing the physicality ramped up more and more. And obviously, Montreal now being down two games, you know, they're going to try and, and, and push the pace. But they got to be careful. You can't take any dumb penalties against this Tampa Bay team. They have a absolutely lethal power play. Do you give home ice any sort of um, an edge here for Montreal going back to their building now for, for the you know next couple games in the series? Is is that a big deal in the you know in the NBA? You know, similar time period, similar kind of series. We often see the home team down in a series, desperation, their crowd behind them. It can make a difference. A little boost, a big boost. What what do you put for the home ice tonight for Montreal? You know, it's going to be interesting. I actually think it might might play a, a role in these next two games, and it's for this matter. You know, Tampa Bay had a full 100% capacity for their first two games. Now they're going into an arena that's only going to be filled with, you know, 3,500 people because of uh, Quebec not, you know, opening up the, the arena to half capacity or full capacity. So I think that might actually take some of the wind out of Tampa Bay sales a little bit. For them being used to playing in front of large crowds and all of a sudden have to go back to how things were at the beginning of the year in a smaller crowd, that might actually work in, in Montreal's favor a bit. Alex, as for the con Smythe, I heard you on with our guy Sam Panionovic. You've got a Braden Point future. You had three assists in game one, none in game two. How do you feel you're sitting on that? And is there anyone else on the board right now who there's where there's any value at all? Yeah, it's kind of a three horse race with Tampa Bay. You've got Braden Point, like I said, with the three assists. You've got Nikita Kucherov, who uh, I mean, despite playing through an injury, not sure what exactly it is. It's been fully disclosed, but he was able to score and, and like I said, get some, uh, you know, he had a goal and three assists as well. And then Andre Vasilevsky, who's been absolutely sensational. His numbers against Montreal throughout the years, uh, it, he's just rock solid. And the fact that you look back, even going back to last year's cup final, in clinching games, he's had four straight series where in the clinching game, he's posted a shutout. So that's the thing is that, you know, I, I think Braden Point has done more than enough to possibly get the consummate trophy. But with Kucherov's performance playing hurt and Vasilevsky playing solid basically in the last two years total, if you were to add it up, either one of those three guys are alive to win the consummate. And Alex, when you talk about this in-game betting, like when, you know, I've seen you tweet about, hey, this guy, like, I've got this much on this guy to score next. Like, if it were me, I'd just be guessing. Like, I know, like, when you talk about a team scoring next, sometimes you can see the flow of the game, and this team's got right. all the momentum. They're buzzing. But how how do you how are you picking out individual players? 
No, but for the most time, most part, I'm picking out teams. Sometimes I, I will look for certain players just because this is what I'm what I'm seeing when I'm watching the game. I'm seeing you know uh, a guy like a Josh Anderson from Montreal, a guy who's you know going hard to the net, you know creating chaos and traffic in front of the crease. There's those little things, and so you know, like I said, you can see certain players doing different things, and and you know the the momentum or tempo changes one way or another, and then that's how I use that that information. Uh, to make a play where I said, oh, okay, this would be the team to score on the next goal, uh, or, or even, like I said, if you could find it, you know, a player to score on the next goal. Alex B. Smith joining us here, the um, co-host of the Ice Guys, AX Smith Sports on Twitter to find him there. Great hockey follow, and, and we're breaking down Game 3 Stanley Cup Finals here on the BetQL Network. Alex, you know, typically you look for value. You look for, you know, where it is in terms of game to game or the series, and a road team on the puck line, it feels, I feel nervous about it, but man, the way this series has gone, do, do you consider any value to throw a play on the lightning minus one and a half tonight? You get plus two ten. the team that my eyes are telling me is, is clearly the better team. They are on the road, desperation, all those things we talked about. Um, would you touch that one lightning minus a goal and a half? You get plus two ten tonight. Probably not tonight, but if, if Tampa Bay were to find a way to win in, in game uh, you know, tonight and then go into game four of three nothing, that's when I would look for that because obviously you're going to have a very desperate Montreal team, but more so if they have the lead, uh, if Tampa Bay has the lead going in that second period, you're going to see Montreal try to pull the goalie, probably going to see a, a lot of different things where Tampa Bay could, could look to, to you know uh, build upon that lead and cash that, that goal and that goal and a half. So tonight I would be a little weary of that, like I said, because this might be, hopefully it should be the the, the best effort we see Montreal uh, put up going back home. So that's a little tough. We might see this actually be a closer game where you know, the, the winner is decided by one goal. All right, Alex, I think we all recognize and realize the favorite here is the favorite for the reason, and it's you know, it could end up as a sweep or it over in five. Is there any point where you would jump in and say, man, the value on Montreal is just too good not to even throw a couple bucks on it. Obviously, they're down 0-2. If you were going to do that, would you wait for one win, Montreal, if they won tonight, and then see what it is to come back and maybe win this series and shock everyone? Would it have to be two? If, if you were to be inclined to say, you know what, I want some action on the other side. No one's thinking that way. How, how long would you have to wait? How many wins do you need to see from Montreal to even put a tiny bit on them to come back at, at a crazy number to win this series? I would have to wait for them to t- try to tie the series. If they can get two wins here at home, and the fact that you know we're seeing the price inflated so much, I and mean, we're seeing you know almost minus two thousand right now on Tampa Bay to win the series. So if they, if Montreal were able to tie this series up, we still would probably see somewhere around plus four hundred, plus four fifty. That would be the time to maybe jump in, see if they can shift the momentum. That's going to be, like I said, a tough uh, you know tough uh, move for them to do, considering how Tampa Bay plays. They don't lose a lot of games in a row. Uh, but that would be the way I would, the only way I would look to try to jump in with the Habs. Alex, let me spin it to baseball. You know, you're from the South side of Chicago as yeah. far as the White Sox go. So there's two of their three pitchers are at the top for AL Cy Young award. Like Carlos Rodon, you know, kind of cast aside, but you know, he's having a phenomenal season. Lance Lynn. Do you believe in either of those guys as legitimate Cy Young award candidates? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Carlos Rodon, I mean, it, it, he's been just an absolutely, uh, you know, miraculous story. Obviously, you know, he had the injury issues, you know, kind of wondered if he was even going to be back with the White Sox or, you know, how, how his career was going to go. And all of a sudden, you know, he's he's healthy and he's mixing his pitch as well. You know, throwing with, with you know, throwing hard velocity as, as well. Uh, you know, he had the no-hitter early in the season. And like you said, Lance Lynn, the guy, just a, a true gamer. Both of these guys seem like legitimate 
uh, you know, Cy Young contenders, and they're really keeping uh, this rotation afloat. And you look at the Sox, all the injuries they're having in offense right now, but they're still able to keep this five-game lead, uh, you know, in, in first place uh, in the American League Central. You know, once they get, you know, Jimenez and Robert back, uh, you know, it would be, it'd be great to see them, you know, try to keep afloat and maybe get, uh, you know, even a bigger lead in this division race. Alex, I have to ask you while we're on the subject of baseball and then Chicago, what, um, what, what's your thought on, on Tony La Russa and how this experiment has gone? Obviously, it was a little turbulent early, and Tony put his, his foot in his mouth quite a few times and didn't, do, um, yeah. didn't really do a great job early. He is leading a first-place team, though. I, I think the story is fa- fascinating. Coming back to the White Sox, old guy, different era, yet obviously one of the great managers of all time. What, what's your thought on the La Russa experiment? Because I, I just I can't keep my eyes away from this team. Yeah, you know, I have to, like I said, it started off a, a little bit shaky, and I think a lot of people, myself included, were were worried of you know how he would mesh with this younger you know uh, team. You know, the, the the team model changed the game. Didn't really seem like it would fit his style, but it seems like the players are are, are really enjoying being around him and stuff. You know, you see different clips and different things, uh, you know, between the games and stuff, and and you know he's chatting with the guys and and, and guys you know laughing and joking around. So that's a good a good sign. You know, like I said, you, you wonder if that would be a clash of styles, but. I mean, obviously, you know, all that matters is what happens on the field. And they're putting up a good product that's, you know, getting runs in a timely fashion. Like you said, they got a great pitching staff. Uh, you know, you need some more help out of that bullpen. But uh, it seems so far so good, you know, uh, until it, hopefully things don't change for the worse. But uh, the way it's going right now, it's not too bad. Let's end with this. Alex B. Smith, the Ice Guys, NHL, winding down 2-0 Tampa Bay, heading to game three against Montreal. Your, what's your favorite play for tonight, Alex? Favorite play, whether it's a prop, whether it's the game itself, whether it is uh, one side or the other. What is your favorite play for game three of the Stanley Cup Finals? Yeah, I'm rolling with that second period over one and a half. You can find it around minus $1.20 or $1.25. Like I said, these are two teams that have adjusted well. Uh, throughout the playoffs, we've seen Montreal cash the second period over often. Like I said, Tampa Bay, uh, they're one of the best adjusting teams in the league. So even if, especially if Montreal uh, goes in the first intermission with a 1-0 lead, we're going to see Tampa Bay come out with a ton of energy and a ton of speed. And I think we're going to see at least two goals, if not more, in the second period tonight. All right, at least two goals, maybe more in the second period. Alex B. Smith, uh, the Ice Guys. Uh, follow him at AX Sports on Twitter. Alex, appreciate you hopping on. I'll tell Joe you said hi and uh, enjoy the rest of the cup finals here. We appreciate it. All right, sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me on. There he goes, Alex Smith. There, who knows his hockey, and and that I mean, it's just fascinating how he kind of the uh, the thought process behind the overs in the second period, the the you know basically the the period to period shift, and how each of these teams have done it. That's something that like that's great knowledge that we just got there because I wouldn't have thought about that. Like just the the single period and how each team is, is performing and how they're adjusting. So I mean, I, I'm I'm with Alex. I'm taking that tonight. I I like that because of how they've the, the, the trends here and how they've played. I just, I'm for, as someone who selfishly wants more of us, more of this for us to break down and talk about and have a, a longer stretch uh, where we get these sports. I, I'm, I'm pulling for Montreal tonight. I want to see the series go, but man, Tampa Bay has been so, so good in this postseason. They just look like the dominant team on the other side. Let's see if we get in some lightning bets heading into a holiday weekend. We'll roll through it. The whole team we will get Vic on lightning bets up next. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network.